0: Section sixty-seven of the story of old France. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mark Desanzo. The Story of Old France by H. A. Gerber. Section sixty-seven: The Forced Wedding. After the meeting at Bayonne the queen mother ceased to show any favor to the huguenots this roused their suspicions and believing that they must hold themselves ready to defend their lives and liberty they began to arm the second religious war followed in which was fought the bloody but indecisive battle of saint denis at the gates of paris peace was soon signed again but it did not prove lasting in the third war a terrible battle took place at jarnac at the beginning of this memorable encounter conde louis of bourbon was not only wounded in one arm but had one leg shattered by a cannon-ball notwithstanding these disabling wounds he insisted upon fighting calling out bravely to his dismayed followers go on noble Frenchmen! behold the combat which you have so much desired and remember in what state louis of bourbon entered into it for christ and his country in spite of heroic efforts Condé was soon surrounded and made prisoner just as he was giving up his sword a cowardly enemy stealing up behind him shot him in the head thus deprived of a leader the huguenots lost the battle and were in a state closely bordering on despair when the widowed queen of navarre jeanne d'albret suddenly appeared in their camp with her son and with young henry of bourbon the son of Condé. Presenting both lads to the Protestant army, this lady said, Soldiers, I offer you everything I have to give, my dominions, my treasures, my life, and, what is dearer to me than all, my child. I make here solemn oath before you all. I swear to defend to my last sigh the holy cause which now unites us. Her son, Henry of Navarre, who was to be later on Henry the Fourth of France, then declared in his turn, I swear to defend the religion and to persevere in the common cause until death or victory has restored to us all that liberty for which we fight with the addition of two such important partisans to their army the huguenots took courage again and after more fighting and marching obtained a peace saint germain fifteen seventy which granted them many privileges including the possession of four fortified towns but these concessions angered and seriously alarmed the Catholics, who soon prevailed upon Catherine to make further attempt to rid herself of such dangerous foes. Hoping to either win over the principal Huguenot noblemen or to get them all in her power, Catherine now proposed that Henry of Navarre should come to Paris to wed her daughter. Henry's mother, pleased with this offer, gladly came herself to Paris to negotiate the marriage, but even while visiting Catherine de Medici, she died so suddenly that there have been suspicions ever since that she may have been poisoned in spite of this tragic death the preparations for the marriage went on and many of the principal huguenots came to paris with henry of navarre to attend the festivities but the bride margaret had no desire to accept the bridegroom thus forced upon her and obstinately declared she would say no even at the altar besides the priests were reluctant to celebrate a marriage between a roman catholic and a protestant and did not consent to do it till the king had threatened to lead his sister into a protestant meeting and have her married there henry of navarre being a huguenot refused as leader of his party to enter notre dame for the marriage services so his nuptials had to be celebrated on a platform just outside of the sacred building at the wedding the bride still refused to say yes or to nod her head in answer to the priest's question her royal brother therefore suddenly stepped up behind her and gave her a rude thrust which made her head bob sternly calling out to the priest go on she has nodded her consent among the protestants who had come to paris to witness the wedding and to celebrate the reconciliation which it heralded between the conflicting parties was the great admiral coligny whom King Charles then embraced joyfully, saying, I have you now, my father, and do not think that you shall escape me easily again. Indeed, the young king talked so much to him that Catherine began to fear lest her son might yet escape from her influence and fall under that of the admiral. In her terror, Catherine determined to rid herself of this possible rival, and she and Guise hired an assassin to fire upon him as he was leaving the Louvre although the admiral was only wounded the mere fact that he had been attacked in this way in such a place roused keen indignation among the huguenots assembled in paris when the king heard of it he flung down his tennis-racket petulantly crying am i ever to have peace then he went to visit the wounded admiral and expressed great sympathy it may be that this very visit precipitated matters for Catherine and her most devoted followers now began to plot a great Huguenot massacre. Some of those who were approached in regard to it were in favor of getting rid of all the Huguenot leaders at any cost, but others were too honorable to subscribe to any such measure. One man, for instance, boldly declared, God forbid that I should give my assent to any design so perfidious, one so fatal to the honor of France and to the repute of my king. End of section 67